Hello, friends, and welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake. I'm Soltis. Joining me in the nexus between realities are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug. Our discussion this week centers around the HBO Max series Peacemaker. There will be tons of spoilers. Since we have seen all of the episodes, our discussion will reflect that. So if this is a series that you intend to watch but have not yet, then I would recommend stopping the transmission, go watch it for yourself, then come back. Peacemaker is a television series created by James Gunn for HBO Max. It's based on the DC Comics character, Peacemaker. It is the first DC Extended Universe television series and a spinoff from the 2021 film, The Suicide Squad. The premise is that after recovering from the injuries he suffered during the events of the Suicide Squad movie, Peacemaker is forced to join the mysterious Argus Black Ops Squad Project Butterfly. They are on a mission to identify and eliminate parasitic butterfly-like creatures who have taken over human bodies around the world. John Cena reprises his role as Christopher Smith, also known as the Peacemaker. It also stars Daniel Brooks as Leota Adebayo, Freddie Stroma as Adrian Chase, also known as Vigilante, Chukwudi Iwuji as Clemson Mern. Jennifer Holland as Amelia Harcourt, Steve Agee as John Economos, Robert Patrick as August Augie Smith, also known as the White Dragon. I thought it was interesting that the White Dragon is not Peacemaker's father in the comics, but it was always Gunn's intention to make that change when he added Peacemaker to the Suicide Squad. Something else I found interesting is that D. Bradley Baker voices Peacemaker's pet bald eagle and best friend, Eagly. And Stephen Blakehart voices Charlie the Gorilla. It is reported that James Gunn conceived of the Peacemaker series after noting how strong of a dramatic actor John Cena was while filming The Suicide Squad and wrote all eight episodes while completing the film during the COVID-19 pandemic. This series has all the hallmarks of a James Gunn production, as indicated by the opening title sequence featuring the cast performing a choreographed dance number to... Do You Want to Taste It by Wigwam. It is certainly a more different series than anything else that is being produced currently and has received generally positive reviews with praise going to Cena's performance in particular, as well as Gunn's directing and writing. A second season was ordered in February 2022 with Gunn set to write and direct all episodes. If you happen to enjoy our discussions and would like to contribute, consider visiting our website at ourmidnightcake.com and sharing this transmission with your friends. It was, I don't know if it was just interesting, unique, whatever, but uh, throughout the show, you do see a bit of um, Peacemaker's background and you start to see what's maybe shaped him. And we have this moment in the final episode where he's presented with a choice that has a lot to do with, you know, politics and what what was it all? I I've, I never went back and watched it through again, but it was something Basically, about humans some, are scum and they made horrible choices. You know, our our leaders are ruining the earth and everything. Yeah, and you think you know he's he's had all this stuff, all this buildup, and he's he's obviously going to change, right? He's gonna he's gonna align with these guys, and he doesn't. And I just thought it was interesting that you had this character who 
who did grow, he did change, but it wasn't necessarily because of his politics. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I wish there were not so many politics and things. <laughs> yes. Mm. And, and, and I, I, I was saying to you, uh, Saltis, <laughs> because I thought that's where the show was going at that point. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> suddenly the show is turning into the whole signal virtue signaling you know yeah. <laughs> and when it didn't i was like this is brilliant this is br-. like like they they've shown that he has grown a little mm-hmm. i think that's one and it didn't necessarily have anything to do with his politics with his mm-hmm. brother too is that despite him dying at such a young age the flashbacks they did with his brother it was like he always had that voice of his brother i feel like kind of backing it up and helping him make the better choices even if it wasn't still a good choice <laughs> do you have a, I, I do you have think... a coterie of villains <laughs> <laughs> no i killed them all batman's a whip i i don't think what's happened in his show would have changed his decision in the suicide squad movie no no um I, what you had there was he he didn't want to kill Rick Flagg, but he did it because he believed that's, you know, what, what needed was, to be done. Yeah, best mm. for uh, you know peace in the country. And- <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy the uh, little bit with Peacemaker and the piano. Um, again, James Gunn finds interesting ways to throw music in, but it's just this totally unexpected scene of him playing the piano um, to kind of close out that one of the episodes, and I just thought that was really interesting to throw that in there that yeah that's not something i expected at all at all <laughs> for him to sit down and play the piano and <laughs> yeah i i was surprised by that because they actually took the time to let him play you know yeah uh-huh okay so does I, john cena play the piano was that just i have no idea i don't know i have no idea i want to or did he learn the song for that specific thing i would not either way I, I was impressed with that there were some things that i thought could have used some editing as far as the the, the gags and stuff that just keep going and going and going and going it's like okay got it <laughs> let's let's move on to something else yeah did you guys watch the post credit scenes yes they were there just to prove that there was some editing (laughs) yeah not every time yeah are are, are you thinking specifically of when peacemaker was was listing names listing the names anybody else that 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 he could have used anyone else in the world they could have uh framed (laughs) instead of his dad (laughs) no yes I, i i know that there was editing i think that there were some things that could have benefited from it's uh, so for being a little bit tighter. I'm a fan of the humor. I enjoy that kind of dialogue back and forth. It's a rapid uh, fire, yeah. Particularly between Vigilante and Peacemaker. I will say I really enjoyed Vigilante's fight scene in the prison because I expected him to totally like you've seen that he's he's got some skill up to that point. Like he's all I, I have crazy. to assume that must have been a, a stunt guy, right? Like I don't ask. I'd love to think it was just that actor. Oh, um, I saw an interview uh, that the actor was giving about that scene specifically. And he said that the most difficult thing was when he had to walk down the line and and, and keep that, keep that look because it, he knew that it was going to be in slow motion, but it wasn't actually in slow motion when he was doing it. So he had to (laughs) just, just maintaining that, that look while everybody was yelling at him and swearing at him and, 
threatening him. <laughs> he said, he said it was really difficult, but he was also very grateful for the stuntmen that he, that he worked with <laughs> and how one, how, how big they were so that he could actually make contact with them in a meaningful way Yeah, and how accommodating they were for, for him learning how to do all these different things and for them selling how much damage he was doing and just, yeah. <laughs> just brutalizing these people. He, I, I don't recognize him from anything else, but I know I, I feel like I should know him from I was something, like, but I can't guy? figure out what it is. Yeah. Everybody looked like they were enjoying themselves in this series. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did read some stuff too, about like the opening scene where they're doing the dance number. It was hard to convince uh, some of them as to what they were supposed to be doing and to why they were doing this. Cause of course, James Gunn had a vision for it and what he wanted. And he said that despite all the action and everything going on in this, the opening thing was one of the hardest things to film because no one could keep a straight face (laughs) that (laughs) like, you know, they'd be doing, they were supposed to be serious the whole time. And then you got Robert Patrick over there doing his pelvic thrust of white power and just, you know, <laughs> you just, how can you not laugh to laugh oh, at that? Makes me think of like, what was the show? Like Drew Carey show. What I was having oh, yes. elaborate dance uh-huh. number to open the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think one reason that this, as far as a DC, like extended universe thing, like a big deal about that. Like, I don't know if it's just because it was James Gunn and he's really good at, character development but it didn't feel like a dc show to me and not that it felt like necessarily a marvel show but so many dc shows they go with that smallville format that they've used for years it's it's, it's all super, cw stuff it's all that cw super serious with ridiculous crap going on in the superhero it's, it's like a world. soap opera it's, it's melodramatic opera. yeah yeah and i don't mind that i love pro wrestling but like it's <laughs> It's rarely enjoyable for over 150 episodes. Pro wrestling is melodramatic. It's true. It's done in the right way so that each episode isn't a throwaway of a monster of the week or the same group of characters dealing with a quick scenario of something they got to solve that episode. It's not formulaic. I think that that's that's the use of A, B, and C story plots that they have going through there where you have the overarching story for what's going on with everybody then you have the sub story Hmm. of the group themselves and then the sub story under that of the individual characters specifically peacemaker and uh, adebayo yes where they're dealing with their own things while dealing with the group things while dealing with saving the world things and it comes together very nicely to make it interesting and i love monster of the week stuff i mean uh, i watched every stupid episode of the power rangers but uh, Scooby Doo, yeah. and all that. But it's Powerpuff Girls. Hey, it it builds on top of each other in the proper way a story should. It's not just thrown together and like, well, we did this thing in the first episode. I guess we should connect it since we haven't in twelve episodes. So it, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You could tell yeah. there was a plan. There's no filler. The book There's of Boba no Fett was terrible it. at that. Yeah. <laughs> It's terrible. Yeah, that's the right word, filler. There was no filler. And I like it when I get through a series or a movie. I'm like, oh, there there was no filler. Each little thing kind of mattered in some way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't and say what that you were saying, everything. Beach, is about how, about how this series did not negate his character in the movie. 
Right. It and did. Yeah. which is something that I, I really enjoyed. I was, I was wondering, okay, okay are they, they going to clever in stuff? That. No, are they going to really good point? He was the same character that he was in the suicide squad at the beginning of the series and then develops. Yes. It was subtle. It kind of fit and it wasn't so extreme. It just kind of pushed him a little more mm-hmm. in like the right direction. Yeah. He still has some of his messiness, but he has more good things, I guess, in his life. What about that Eagly, huh? What about that Eagly? Eagly is my favorite character. I like that Eagly. I don't know. I I love Vigilante. Vigilante is obviously... Vigilante's like sort of stole the show for me. (laughs) He was a breakout character. I didn't know what to expect from him. Well, all the stuff you got from him. And then I think the moment that sealed it for me is when Barbie Girl was his ringtone. I about died. I about had a heart attack when I heard that. I was amazing. For me, Vigilante was sort of like the the Kenny of the show. He was like immediately. This was the character that I latched onto, and mm-hmm. of course, Eagly was there. But I didn't think they would do as much with Eagly as they did. Mm. I was yeah. surprised by that. And, yeah. and throughout the show, Eagly turned into sort of the Cartman for me. <laughs> <laughs> with Vigilante, what sealed it for me as as my favorite character was. When he was coming out of the jail. Oh, the prison stuff. That's the real, the prison stuff was great. But when he was coming out, I take and it he back down to the you. car and, and he just turns to the lady and he looks really depressed. It's like, I think I made things worse. Yeah. He had a realization about how his actions mm. affect others, which is, <laughs> which is some character growth for a sociopath. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the things where he's like so concerned about like, well, we need to use this kind of tape because duct tape would hurt a lot taking off. And they're like, wait, you're going to find killing all three of them, but you care about the tape choice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he thinks about it for a beat and yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, and he means it. Well, killing everyone it. makes sense within the mission, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they're not going to kill him, they may as well. Treat them and he steps in when Peacemaker couldn't make the kill. And he doesn't just, you know, step up there and, and kill him. He's just like humming, <laughs> humming to himself. I actually went back and listened to our um, our Suicide Squad episode just to try and recall what, what our general consensus was. And uh, it seemed like as a group, we were pretty much like Peacemaker was a character. He was there. Yes. Yeah. He was not my favorite character. And when I <laughs> learned, well, when you told me that they were making a series about him, I thought, why? Why? It, it yeah. Like, what? He's, he's one of but the most really, interesting characters in the Doesn't this it then make ensemble. the most sense for uh, James Gunn to pick that character? It does. Yes. It does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently, he genuinely enjoys um, uh, John Cena as a person. But I, I really enjoy, like, James Gunn, and he's great at ensemble things like taking characters that you really shouldn't care about and you have no reason to normally this could be any characters but he's great at giving them all quick little backstories that you care about and bringing them together and then he's yeah amazing at pairing that with the right music and oh, drawing the out the story, ridiculous in the storyline so that it it makes sense and he even does it well enough that he can throw in humor and it makes sense. And then take shots at other crap in the DC universe 
to where you can't help but laugh at it. Blakey had stories about every superhero. Yeah, not just because it's a funny <laughs> line or a funny joke, but because everybody knows the pains that DC has been through with any of their stuff compared to the success Marvel's had. I've learned something about Stephen Amell um, now hearing about his uh, angry response to the uh, Arrow story. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see his response. That's awesome. uh, apparently, yeah, he was not thrilled with the uh, the Green Arrow story. <laughs> what? He's not the Green Arrow. He's an actor. Had had something what to say. Care? At the moment, though, he is the live action Green Arrow. But he's not. He's he's the actor. This is the first time the Green Arrow has been mentioned within the DC EU. So, well, yes, yes, and that's the point. He is just the actor, and so to come back with an angry retort, uh, saying something about John Cena's wrestling, because <laughs> I guess Stephen nice. Mel has has made appearances on some form of wrestling. He's, yeah. he's friends with Cody Rhodes, who's a he's a big wrestling character. fan, and he's got a wrestling TV show um, called Heels as well. So I do wonder if there's a bit of poking fun at each other with that, or if some of it's genuine, just, Hey man, don't cross. <laughs> well, <laughs> worst Casey Jones can shut up. <laughs> worst Casey Jones. Indeed. Not the best. <laughs> Who was uh, the nerd guy? Is it John Economo? The, the geek, when you talk about taking a character, I didn't care about. Oh, Who? yeah. And then, and then like in the last episode when he has a little beard. soliloquy about the beard. Yes. Oh, I like, oh Steve Agee. And he sheds a little tear right there. Did like, you guys oh, know that he, <laughs> he provided the uh, he provided the onset performance for uh, King Shark. Did he? Yes. No, <laughs> yes, yes, you told us about that when we were talking I about didn't Suicide Squad. Eddie had my Eddie had my favorite line in the movie, the, the thing about the kaiju up in the <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and he yes. brought that back again too in this at the last when uh, they find episode. the cow he's like not he's another kaiju not not another no, 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 he, no, he, he may have like, been the one him. i was talking about i remember telling you guys that like i felt like every character in this show was given something important to do and you would think like maybe not a character mm -hmm. like that but yeah he did stuff oh yes, my gosh he the did gorilla did with the gorilla deal. with him that was the so chainsaw gorilla fantastic. was amazing. What was the little green guy? Judo master was that judo master? Yeah. yeah, yes, he took out judo master. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he 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 gunned down all of the white dragons guys. Yeah, <laughs> and then at he the tripped end, he over got, the fence and broke his leg horribly. <laughs> he got the helmet. He got the helmet in, and yeah. then even after breaking his leg, he crawled across the field. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did he get there that fast yeah I, that was that was about that the was only ridiculous. unrealistic thing the magic of editing <laughs> i did see a thing with the opening you know everybody like i've seen love the opening is and you know like that's one thing that's like well they've made the uh, skip credits or skip opening button useless because it's fantastic oh yes they, did, did you not all watch it every time i did i enjoyed it i loved it i, I did actually <laughs> I did. <laughs> then they gave every almost every speaking uh, person with a speaking line apart in that dance i think that there were moments where it was much more explicit than either the scene mm -hmm. or the story it needed to be yeah mm -hmm. i agree with that a few points yeah. i could see that some I disagree. Like, I disagree. I think it was okay. Okay. Like, <laughs> across the like show. The, flash, the flashback with Robert Patrick's uh, mullet is too much. It's too explicit. <laughs> that was an explicit mullet. I guess I would say for me, the difference in this. He was between, rocking the full Kentucky waterfall. 
Guardians huge. and this <laughs> is that in Guardians, it was set up as a slightly more realistic thing where he went over the top in Guardians 2. And yeah. in this, I feel like they set it up in Justice, or not Justice League. Why do I keep wanting to call it Justice League? Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yes. In Suicide Squad, he set this up to be ridiculous and just continued with that. That's It's funny you mentioned the book of Boba Fett because some of the articles I've seen about this is that like everybody's expecting the book of Boba Fett to be this great thing. You know, it's something everybody's been waiting on. And I didn't. But instead, everybody's talking about... <laughs> I Everybody's did. talking about Peacemaker, and apparently Boba it, Fett met my expectations. Me <laughs> and this kind of surprise hit, and uh, it's apparent. I think that's one reason it was greenlit so quickly for a second season is that it's like yeah, beating all their previous like, oh, records. Things don't even article. have to do well to get school. greenlit for second seasons these days. Oh uh, yeah, true, because, I mean Batwoman is in her what? So. It, it just has to be the best thing a streaming network has going for. It. <laughs> so what what about um john's what do you guys think of john cena himself like his performance like i thought it was probably one of the best things sort of he's done in a him. long time because it's mm-hmm. i think so too i was really reminded of some of his early wrestling career it, like it felt to me it felt more like he was enjoying the role and not just playing a character i know that seems opposite to that this character is oh, for a sure. character driven thing but you could tell he's having fun with you know it. what I'm his saying. Comedic that timing, makes sense. His comedic timing is excellent. Throughout I just hope show. we don't see five more John Cena projects in the future where he tries to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost so iconic. You worry he'll get Chris like, this is <laughs> Yeah, the pigeonhole. This is <laughs> yeah. what he does. You know, so, or... <laughs> he'll be voicing Mario eventually or something. You know, uh, as he was just what's, what no, was he's he gonna just do, recently cast the Invisible in. Man is what he'll do. So. John Cena joke. But so. I love I love pro wrestlers in roles in roles like this though. Like I'm a big fan of um They Live, you know, with Roddy Piper. Oh yeah. And and I love the physicality they can break because they can Hogan bring because they're Silver, used Silver to like commando. Yeah, yeah, not that. But they're used to like <laughs> they can do stunts, you know. <laughs> so so when he's like getting Getting thrown through walls in his underwear—it's very believable. You know oh my saying? gosh, that scene! Like, except for the scene with him in the bathroom, but the scene with them was a bit much. Oh, oh, yeah. th- here's what he was cast in. Um, John Cena is going to be the Michael Jordan in a new Wiley e. Coyote movie. I actually know what you're talking about. For that not what? to be offensive, none of that <laughs> makes sense. I don't, there's they're he's going to play michael new, jordan they're doing a wally e. coyote movie based off of a weird article that came out a long time okay. ago yeah yeah you know John what michael jordan the human was to bugs bunny it's yes, basically wally e. coyote john, john is cena going, is going oh, to be okay. so it's complaining going to, be to acme for all the faulty him being products. himself as a pro wrestler with wiley e. coyote he's he's no, apparently he's going a, to be the lawyer right he's a lawyer or something and he's going to be uh, Wiley Coyote's lawyer in a suit against the Acme. Uh, Which all I'm picturing company. is a gigantically buff Jim Carrey from Liar Liar. When I hear John Cena, <laughs> it's um, it's it's funny too because John Cena is like, I don't know how much you guys know about him, but he's like huge in like the Make a Wish. Oh yeah, community. Like he did always did tons of charity work and like Make a Wish stuff. He's broken all wrestler. the records as far as he the broke records on like. Yes, visiting sick children, helping them, and all this, and then you see like him as peacemaker, and it's like this totally different kind of vibe. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> but he's great in it. He's so convincing and good at it. I, I was impressed with him. Uh, the stuff the, whole thing, the physicality he brings, but also his his comedic timing. It really and even some some of the moments with his brother and stuff. He had some vulnerability too. Like I, I think he did well throughout it all. What Sorry, about the overall story of the series? I enjoyed it. I do worry about with it being greenlit so quickly for a second season where it's going to go because they lost, you know, a good, not a huge portion of the cast, but you lost uh, as significant characters. Well, that was and, all just ripped off from the Suicide Squad movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, it. Goes you had a giant kaiju monster and a bunch of tiny creatures that took over people's brains. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they'll just do that again. That you're totally right. I didn't I did think, not of, that think of that for some. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do wonder because that's where sometimes I feel that like when it just goes to show story doesn't matter into other seasons is that they may be better off as a one season thing if they don't do that follow up season right because they like maybe didn't expect to get a second season so they just threw everything at it. So I do really wonder where the next season will take it. Yeah, I think that that's a valid concern. But I I was impressed with the characters and how they use the characters. Like you were saying, Beaches, everybody had something to contribute. Yeah, everyone had and a moment. Everyone had some changes. Just right up. Even even the characters that weren't part of the the, the main cast if there contributed was anyone, to the story. Mm-hmm. If there was anyone mm-hmm. I could say did not seem to really have a purpose, it was her wife. Yeah. Oh, so I would have. I, I, I tried to think that. of a reason for her. She's kind what, of in the what, what was your bed. idea? Adebayo is finally working for her mother. She's trying to maintain this professional work relationship and a home mm. life and is not navigating that very well. Adebayo's wife adds the more human element to, okay. to her mm. life. Well, and she's her, the her only one that's really weighted down by any personal connections. Everybody else. That's true. Kinda Nobody else has themselves. any personal connections. I don't know. I think with her being in the relationship, part of that character, she's probably about the only one that because he connect, she connected with Peacemaker because she wasn't ready to just write him off initially. Um, she was a little more understanding than everybody else on the team because of that relationship. Fair, some grounding. The, yeah. the everyman in that group. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's not a super spy. She's not a trained killer. She has yeah. no experience. Until until she magically is in the last At episode. The end. She was total <laughs> badass in the last episode. I did love when she was following. I don't remember what episode it was, but she was following the Peacemaker. Um, they were... I guess it was they were entering that factory originally. Yeah, it was it was in the factory. And you know, he's going through doing all this crazy stuff and she's she's getting into it more, but she's not really doing stuff at the same same time. She's just kind of like shooting them after after they're dead to kind of build up her confidence. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that Adebayo's wife contributes to the story. She plays a critical point in Adebayo's development as a character and the choices that she makes. Mm-hmm. With her okay. having that strong, such a strong relationship, that makes um, the dude that killed the gorilla his little thing at the end kind of more heart, even more heartbreaking. <laughs> to where he re- reveals his reasoning for dyeing his beard to the the bone. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that was that was a moment. That was good. And when he has like the tattoo from that, I can't remember what metal band it was, like on his arm, and they like have a bonding moment. It's oh, like, yeah. That's what bonded so. them was over the music. <laughs> the and music over so good. <laughs> and that right there seems like a, a James Gunn thing, hundred percent. Like it you was, say, though, it's those moments. It, it was the same thing time. with Star Lord and Gamora 
that eventually slowly opened up that bond between them was yeah. the music. And even hardcore, like she was so hardcore the whole time. And then being completely goofy about metal bands, she starts like kind of rolling her eyes and smiling and like warming to them a bit. Like yeah. you have those subtle little things each episode. So guys, did you really want to taste it? <laughs> the burning question of the series. <laughs> Maybe not after the human torpedo into the cow. That, yeah, that kind of <laughs> human torpedo. Also, I find it body funny i think cow. it was her character name in orange and new black was tasty and then she's the <laughs> yeah, one that's that, right that that ends up torpedian torpedo torpedoing <laughs> she ends up helmet first into the bug guts of the giant cow caterpillar and uh getting the taste unfortunately, of unfortunately unfortunately i've seen some of that show and did you correct. say caterpillar caterpillar yes <laughs> oh caterpillar how did that not come to mind until now? Come on. Definitely not for kids, the show. No. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. don't watch it with children. My kids love superheroes. It's just kind so of I'm a shame. Steer them away. Yeah. We want mass murder for the whole thing. Too we well. need a middle ground, like a fun show like this that's not R-rated, but it's not whatever Marvel's doing with TV either. No, no, definitely not what Marvel's doing with TV. Something fun, a little irreverence, but, but the kids could watch... Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night. What about what about James Gunn's terrible nepotism? Weren't you all disturbed? <laughs> in in which sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I'm just reading that there were some complaints about um, him uh, casting his girlfriend in in a major role. <laughs> I don't know I mean, who his girlfriend is. Oh, the Harcourt character. Harcourt is James Gunn's is girlfriend. His... Yeah, apparently. I had no idea. I don't know. She was good at the part. I don't know what the. Yeah. That's what yeah. that, if she if she had been bad at all. Yeah. That stuff's been going on for years. Nova in Planet of the Apes was the president of the studio's like girlfriend or something. And, and she time. was an and, absolutely minuscule character in the uh, <laughs> the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost didn't remember she was in it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like like you were saying, if she, if she was terrible at the role or or something, then that would be a problem. But I, I don't good. think I don't think that it's a bad thing if you have a connection like that and you have a oh. part that is good for you and you do well at it. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like any other, yeah. Job. People yeah. just gotta find something to gripe about. <laughs>